Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. So usually, we try to come up, and when I say we, I think the majority of talk show hosts, so I want to speak for everybody else, or just speak for myself here. Usually... Try to come up with some kind of angle, right? And and generally, the angle, especially in New York sports where it's been so bad for so long, generally, the angle is a negative one, right? What's going to get people going tonight? What's What am I on fire about? What drives me nuts? Oh, that lineup, it's so bad. Oh, how could the Yankees, how dare they lose a series? Oh, how could they not score a run in one game after scoring 20 runs in the prior two? How do they not score a run? Think about it for a second, but let's enjoy a positive Friday. Although I do have something to complain about, and we'll get into that a little bit later on. I mean, the traffic is just, it's abusive, and I can't take it anymore. I'm not going to leave the show with that, but I could do three hours on it and just rip this town and this city and everybody to shreds based on the traffic, the commute. I mean, it's just unacceptable, but we'll save that for a little bit later on. We want to start this Friday night on a positive feel, positive vibes only right now in the open. Think about it. There's nothing to complain about. And I know what you're thinking. Well, Sal, there's always something to complain about. Yeah, all right. You want to make a big fuss out of Daniel Vogelback being the one guy in the Mets lineup that actually can't hit a home run? Big deal. He won't be here long anyway. They're not stupid. They're not going to keep rolling with Vogelback as the game start to get more important as the season goes on. And maybe they do chase down the Braves. Forget the lineup. Right now, it's still they're evaluating a little bit. And they're actually in a good spot. All things considered. What else is there to complain about aside from Daniel Vogelback? The Yankees are getting guys back healthy. Josh Donaldson coming back. John Carlos Stanton coming back. Tommy Canley coming back. Anthony Rizzo will be back in the lineup. Yanks are rolling. Yanks playing well, getting healthier as we speak. So no issue there, right? I don't hear too many people calling to fire Aaron Boone lately or even Brian Cashman. Good thing I, you know, got the conviction out of the way and then agreed with him on, you know what, they're not dead and buried because the Yankees never are. 
But all is well with the Yankees. All right, you want to complain that they're in third place? Big deal. It's early. What, you don't think they're going to catch the Orioles? Come on. Tampa Bay, they'll cool off. They're the Rays. I mean, I respect what they do, but it's still, you know, they're the Rays. So can't complain about anything Yankees-wise right now, right? Severino on the mound tonight. Got to be excited about that. You get him back, making his third start. Yanks taking on the Dodgers. Intriguing matchup. How could you complain about the Mets coming off a sweep of the Phillies? You don't want to complain the Tarps on the field? Even I'm not going to complain about that. Let that thing go. Hey, I don't care. Start that game at 930 when I'm off the air. I don't want to be going up against the Met game. I mean, for all you fans out there suffering, sitting through this thing, of course I'd want it to start on time. But selfishly, let it go. Go get some Shake Shack and whatever the hell else the new cuisine is out there. No, but with the Mets, they're coming off a sweep of the Phillies. Justin Verlander's on the mound tonight. Taking on Chris Bassett, former Met, who, good riddance. You know, that's what I say to Bassett. Yeah, he was good. He was consistent. He was reli- He was durable, and he was consistent. Or reliable and consistent. Every fifth day, you take them out. And every fifth day, you basically got six innings, you know, three earned runs or fewer. Fine, you take that. Except when it mattered most. Against the Braves, you know, Verlander, excuse me, Verlander, Scherzer was hurt, right? That's the excuse. He didn't use it, but everybody's saying Scherzer was hurt. So that's why he didn't pitch well in Atlanta or against the Padres in the wild card. DeGrom actually pitched better than either of the other two. Maybe not to his high standards, but he was fine. He got beat, but still. What's Bassett's excuse? He was awful. So my issue with him is that he didn't get it done when it mattered most. And by the way, this doesn't count as complaining because, of course, that has nothing to do with New York. It's actually a positive thing that he's no longer here. We should celebrate. Chris Bassett is back in town wearing a Blue Jays uniform, not a Mets uniform. Thank goodness. But if you don't get it done against the best of the best, what what good are you? Which is why I love the addition of Kodai Senga, who all of a sudden is starting to look like you'd hope he would look. And he's shown you that he can be ace-like, dominant at times, where Bassett didn't have that level to his game. Bassett was always a solid number three. Kodai Senga, at times, can pitch like an ace. So you got sure in Metland, let's focus on the positives. You got Scherzer looking like him, himself. You got Verlander, who's coming back and starting to get in the flow here. I know he had a bad outing his last time out, but overall, he's looked very good. Matter of fact, he's looked much better than I thought he would look. I was unsure, figuring, you know what, the cliff at some point is going to be there. Why wouldn't it typically be when he signs with the Mets? Well, he looks, when he's on, he has been as dominant or as nasty as a pitcher as we've seen this year. So let's let him get into the season and out of Colorado where he hasn't pitched there often. See what he's got in store for tonight. Even with this delay potentially altering his you know routine or rhythm, I still trust Verlander to go out there and dominate. But you got Scherzer. Verlander, Kodai Senga, even Carlos Carrasco's given the Mets solid innings. The Mets have homered in 15 straight games. The Mets have homered in 15 straight games. Do you believe it? I don't. The Mets, those Mets, 15 straight games with a home run. What is there to complain about? Even Aaron Rodgers is getting healthier. Not that I even cared about the calf issue whatsoever, but I did hear CeeLo mention in the update, you can't complain about that either. There's nothing negative going on in the world of New York sports. 
Not tonight. This is a positive Friday. So much negativity out there. So much to complain about. And I know that that's what drives the callers. You know, usually you call and want to complain about something. Find something to complain about. I dare you on this Friday, specifically with the Mets and Yankees. But I'm open to suggestions for something else. If you've got complaints, what? You're worried about the Rangers hiring Laviolette or whoever their head coach is going to be? You worried about that at this point? Come on. Enjoy the summer. What you should be worried about, like I said, the damn traffic around here. I mean, I got mulch going on this weekend. I got to finish up the disaster that was last weekend. My back's still hurting me a little bit. Hey, 45 bags of mulch. I, I got half the pallet still sitting in my driveway. I can't wait to just get that crap out and get that thing to the garbage. Take this out of here. I'm giving away bags of mulch. I didn't want to. It's going to be half to, halfway done. You want to complain about that? Fine. I'm sure you got some yard work in front of you. I mean, hell, I'm even starting to learn how to use the grill. Growing up, I had grilled chicken all week for dinner. It's been great. The commute, the mulching, the, the home manning, you can complain about that stuff. New York sports, can't complain about it. Yankees getting healthier, Mets having some success. And think about the overall just positions of these teams. The Mets, for all that's gone wrong, all that's gone wrong this year, and there has been a lot that has gone wrong. They're three games over 500, three and a half games back of the Braves. They're in second place. So much for the Braves being uncatchable. Oh, the Braves are that much better. And I'm one of the fools who thought that the Braves are that much better. I thought for sure, ah, forget it, the NL East is, in fact, over this year. Over, over, in favor of the Braves. Man, that was fun last year. Didn't we have fun with that? Google it if you don't know. Anyway. With the Braves being, you know, the Braves, you figured, ah, man, the Mets aren't going to be able to catch them. They'll be a playoff team for sure. Oh, the Braves are right there in front of them. And we look at the Mets like, man, this team hasn't, they haven't been that good. Meanwhile, the Braves are right there. And even with the Rays' hot start, they're still, I mean, the, the Yankees have shaved off, what, four games from that deficit? Have climbed two teams already with Baltimore in their sights? And we'll see what happens against the Dodgers this weekend. Always a fun series when those two get, get, get together, but... Overall, big picture, everything is still right there in front of both these teams. So I dare you to find something to complain about. Antonio's in the Bronx. Antonio. Hey, how you doing, Todd? Thanks for taking the call. Thanks for making it. What's up? Um, Yeah, I actually have something to complain about. I, I know what? you said that you want positive vibes, but I don't really see this Donaldson coming back off the I.L. as, as a big positive for the Yankees. I think it clogs up the infield, and it's going to have the lineup uh, have an inconsistent at-bats. You know what I mean? Well, what's the alternative? Who would you rather see instead of Donaldson? I'm not saying I disagree that Donaldson's not going to be productive, but what better option do the Yankees have right now? I mean, I still trust LeMayu over him any day of the week. He's, I think he's got a better glove, too. Eh. I, who's going to play shortstop with Volpe? And then you got Glaber playing second. Well, the good thing is if you needed to move Volpe because he's hitting under 200, struggling a little bit defensively, Peraza is red hot, and he's the obvious choice to go up, come up and play shortstop. Then you can move Volpe to third if Donaldson struggles. LeMahieu has not looked good to me. Defensively, offensively, he's looked slow. He's a shell of himself offensively. Forget about even defensively where he used to be great. And you can move him around. I don't love what I'm seeing from LeMayu. Glaber's at least been solid at second base. I'm wor- uh, To me, it's worth giving Donaldson a shot. Now, I'm not saying the way Boone and Cashman seem to talk about Donaldson like he's going to you know, find the fountain of youth and all of a sudden go nuts and be an impact bat. 
We know the potential is there. I doubt we're going to see it. But at this point, what's the difference stealing some of bats away from LeMay, who's struggling anyway? Yeah, you got a point. He does, does shake things up a bit. I do agree with you about Volpe. I mean, I remember you saying yesterday that you think it's going to kill his confidence if you send him down and it's over. I, I think it's maybe a reality check. Like, all right, maybe I uh, I need to change something up, you know, and Peraza comes up and he can contribute now that I don't know. And this is the tough, the tough part about this. And thanks for the call, Antonio. Appreciate you checking in. Although it was a mild complaint, good try, but a mild complaint. I think we turn you more positive. You're at least more open to Donaldson now getting some opportunity here. With Volpe, once the forget about setting him down, right? I mean, it's still a possibility, but forget about that. Once the Yankees decide to move him off a shortstop. That, to me, is the end of Anthony Volpe as as far as being the shortstop of the future. Now, he could be the third baseman. He could be the second baseman. He's not going anywhere. He's going to be, and when I mean I mean long-term, he's not going anywhere. He's going to be a Yankee maybe for life. Yeah, and that's what the, what the hope is. He's going to be a long-time Yankee. And a mainstay in that lineup and an impact player, and who knows how impactful, but I do think he's going to be an impactful player. The question is, is it going to be a shortstop long-term? Or are we talking third base? Are we talking second base? Maybe it is shortstop. But maybe it's not. But once they make that decision to move on from Volpe as their starting shortstop, then, to me, that avenue is closed off. You'd have him play some third. you have him play second. Or make a decision. Make him the third baseman. You know, in the event that Donaldson struggles, that's the obvious choice. Because they could also bring Peraz up and play him at third. But why would you do that? Just bring Peraz up and say, hey, Anthony, we love you. We gave you an opportunity. We think you're better suited for third or or whatever. You want to move him to second. However they want to reconfigure that infield. But Peraza is the defensive stud, right? He was the guy that they expected to be the shortstop. He's now tearing it up in the minor leagues. So it's obvious if Volpe continues to struggle both offensively and defensively, you go with Peraza. And also, like I said, in the event that Donaldson doesn't get it, get it going, you still have some... Some options there. Marty is calling from Watertown. What's up, Marty? How you doing? Good. I like to talk about the Giancarlo contract. Okay. I, I'm tired of everybody complaining about him not performing at the Yankee, which he has done. And that contract was signed by the Marlins, which means the Yankees didn't pay $300 million for him. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, if you look at the uh, $50 million that the Marlins gave the Yankees mm-hmm. to pay him after he signed him, it's really a $240 million contract, which uh, is a lot of but, money. Yeah, but, but you're, you're, I mean, you're doing a lot of math, and I kind of zone out when math happens, as I did in junior high and high school. I, I'm, you got to get to the point. Like, what's the point of, the, of your call? The I'm point, confused. The, the point is he hasn't been a bad Yankee, but everybody's complaining about the money from his contract, and the Yankees didn't pay the money that they're saying he did. Right, but the Yankees have been uh, shy about going out there and spending more money on a big contract because of John Carl Stan's contract. You know, they didn't go out there and go after Machado or Bryce Harper. I think that's the biggest complaint. I, 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 my, my opinion, Harper's attitude would not work in New York. Oh, I mean, maybe not, but he's a better player, and you'd rather have him. Why, why do you think his attitude no. wouldn't work here? He, uh, he, he's all about himself more than the team. Uh, I don't know if that's the case. What makes you think that? I don't, I don't understand. I mean, he's it, 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 it's because he's always been about me. 
if, if, if you look at the way he's talked, it's uh, me, me, me. Oh, I mean, I saw Bryce Harper participate in the World Series last year. Did you see that? Yeah, I did. Oh, and well, so that me attitude must have really hurt the Phillies, no? Well, they didn't win, did they? They got there. When was the last time John Carl Stan and the Yankees got there? When, when's the last time the Yankees got there? Yeah. That, that's another that's, question. That's what I mean, I'm you asking. Talk, you've been looking for something bad to talk about, some angry stuff. You want to talk about, as a Yankee fan, being angry. I want to know how I want to know how, how Brian Cashman still has a job as general manager. Well, well I mean, you, but, but you're praising you go, you're praising John Carlson. Hold on, you're all over the place. You're praising John Carlson in a contract. You're knocking Bryce Harper, and now you're ripping Brian Cashman. Which one well, is it? Well, well, explain explain one thing to me. What has Brian Cashman done as a general manager? Uh, he now, traded for the look, guy that you love, John Carlson. What do you mean? You love Stan. I, 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 never, I never agreed on that play. You love Stan. You, I, what do you mean? Your whole point of the call was. I didn't say I love Stan. Oh, I said I love Stan. I, 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 I said I'm tired of people blaming the Yankee, the, the money that John Carlos made right. when the Yankees did a fatal. All right. Okay. Well, who made, who made that? Who made that? Right. But who made I that mean, decision? I mean, you want to talk about complaining about something. Complain about Brian Cashman. The only thing Brian Cashman done has is, is, is lived his whole general manager's career off of. Which, what Gene Michaels and Bob Watson Cashman, Marty. Thanks for the call. My, Marty, Brian Cashman brings out a team out there. And by the way, for the record, I'm on record as saying it, so I can't go back now, of course. Two years ago, I thought the Yankees should have made a change. And it would have been the same way that Brian Cashman himself told Joe Girardi, hey, look, great job, just time for a different voice, time for a change. That's what I would have told Cashman. Great job. We love you. We respect you. I know you're going to get a job somewhere else and be successful. Time for a different voice. Time for a change. We want a little change in philosophy. But even with me saying that, I still acknowledge Brian Cashman is a great general manager and has been. Every general manager is going to make some bad moves, going to have some misses. Maybe he's had a little bit more recently. Frankie Montas, IKF. I mean, mind-boggling moves, but whatever, to name a couple. Overall, Brian Cashman's been fine. You call and want to knock the Yankee fans who knocked the Stanton contract. That's praising Brian Cashman. You didn't even know it. You didn't even know it. You were praising the guy that you then contradicted yourself by knocking. I am not taking that as a complaint. You were complaining about others complaining. Still, I haven't found anything to complain about when it pertains to the Mets and Yankees. Something to complain about the callers, sure. But about the Mets and Yankees, nothing to complain about. Prove me wrong. 877-337-6666. Going on 9.30. Yanks, Dodgers pregame will be uh, you know starting at 9.30. So we'll go right up until that. You got the Mets and Blue Jays in a delay. Uh, thunderstorms in the area, apparently. So there's a, a, sl- a delayed start to that Met game. We'll keep up to date with that. Your call's on the other side as well. 877-337-6666. Sal Licata on the fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Sal Licata back on the fan, 877-337-6666 is the number to call. Mets, Blue Jays, and a rain delay. Yankees, Dodgers coming up at 930 We'll take you up until then, talking about whatever it is you want to talk about in the world of New York sports. Although, I guess if you have a point outside of sports, uh, outside of New York sports, we can talk about that, too. Nothing to complain about, though. Find something, I dare you. Mets are rolling. Yanks are rolling. Yanks are getting healthier. Mets are hitting homers, getting some length from their starters. All of a sudden, both these teams starting to live up to the expectations as we hit June here now. You want to complain about the traffic? I'm all for that. I don't know how it is possible to take three hours, nearly three hours, to go 50 freaking miles from Eastern Long Island to the city. How do you? How can you justify a, a trip that takes me an hour with no traffic if I leave here at 5 o'clock in the morning? Now, I understand that there's going to be some traffic, right? Especially on a Friday, whatever. You leave, you know, leave my house at 2 o'clock. All right, fine. Should take maybe an hour and a half, an hour and 40 tops, maybe two hours. Nearly three hours today. And it's that damn tunnel. I don't know what they've done since the pandemic. The Midtown Tunnel, they have ruined it. It takes 30 minutes. It takes the last 10 miles took a freaking hour. I can't do it anymore. I can't do it. Something's got to give. I don't know what that is. Something's got to give. Anyway, it's a positive Friday as it pertains to New York sports. And think about my weekend for a second now. Because, of course, it's all about me. Talking about trying to, you know, not complaining. I, you know, you work two jobs all week. All right, fine, whatever. I'll get home tonight, probably 10, 30, 11 o'clock. Wife and baby are asleep. You know, have a few minutes to myself. I'll watch Yankees-Dodgers. And then the weekend begins, right? Oh, glory days, the weekend. I don't even know what the weather's like. Connor, are we supposed to have good weather this weekend? I think so. 90 and sunny, right. I believe. All right, there you go, 90 and sunny. And the first thing I got staring at, I got a couple of things staring at me. One, 25 bags of mulch left. I got to bring to the backyard. Some I got to bring in the front yard. I got to spread them out. It's just like I don't even want it. It's a top of my list because I did it half last week. It took me all day to do half, and I was like, oh, I can't do this the next day too. So I got that to take care of. That's number one. Then I have to. we have to do something for my wife's family one of the days. I still haven't decided which day I want to do that because I'm trying to figure. I got two days, barely, two days to play with. Which day can I not ruin at all? Is it possible that I can maybe have one day that I could do something that I actually want to do as opposed to have to do? Is that too much to ask? You know what I mean? You get to a point like, Connor, how old are you? 28 years old. So you do, aside from work, you do what you want to do, right? When you're free, you're 28, you're single, no kids, no nothing. Yeah, basically, whenever I want to do anything I want to do, I can just do it. I don't have any responsibilities. I have no dependents. I just do whatever I want. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. See, I used to be like that. And then I got married. And then I had a kid. And now, you know, with working two jobs, and I'm not complaining about that because I love what I do, of course. I would never complain about that. Working two jobs, you get the weekend free. And guess what? It's not you time. It's us time. It's more their time. I'm doing what they want to do or what I have to do. Like, you, my wife, you know, she... 
wants the molds done, and she would have been happy if I paid somebody to do it. But, I mean, I'm not paying. Look, I'd rather pay four grand for that watch that I was talking about last night, that Kermit the Frog watch, than I would two grand to have somebody mulch. No, thank you. I could save the $2,000. I don't care if I blow my back out. I could then put that 2000 toward that watch that I wanted. If you missed it, go check it out on the Odyssey Rewind app, the free Odyssey app. But I have to do the mulch. I don't want to do mulch. Who wants to do mulch? If you like doing yard work, you're a sick individual. Who wants to mow their lawn and waste 30 minutes of their day? Who wants to mulch and waste weekends? Not me. And then, like, you know, go seeing the family. I don't want to do that either. I have to do that. It may sound bad, but I'm just being honest with you. I can't help it. It's in me. That's why we need three days off, especially with the commute the way that it is now. We, the work week needs to be four days. That's it. End of story. Full-time work week, four days. You need three days because you need one for yourself and to do what you want to do. And the other two could be family obligations, whether it's their family, your family, you know, lawn, home, homeowner, whatever, like your, the things you have to take your car to get service. It's another thing. I got to get my car washed. I mean, it just doesn't end. It doesn't end. Clean the garage out. So, all right, that's the complaint. But New York sports, I defy you to find something to complain about with New York sports. Chris is in Beacon. Chris, what's on your mind? Sorry, you make me depressed with all this talk. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, Connor, I hate Connor right now. That's the life you got to live. 28, single, no kids, live life. But, Sal, I just watched you on SNY, 6 to 630, and then half hour later, you're over, you know, at the fan. I don't know how close that is, but. Traffic ain't that bad for that. Oh, I know. It's Subway. I had to park at the fan earlier, took the subway to SMY. Then I get off the air at 6.30. I got caught up having a conversation with Michelle Margot, who I haven't seen in forever. So I saw her. I was talking to her for like five minutes. I was like, look, I got to go. I ran to the subway, get on the subway, get here, heat up my dinner in the microwave for a minute. I I woofed down two pieces of chicken and some zucchini that my wife made for me. And before you know it, I'm signing on the air. So, I mean, it's – and then I'm doing a show, and I'm here for you. But what's the problem with doing the mulch and everything? You got to do the family stuff, man. You're 40 – in your 40s now. Those those days are over now. You got to – you got to take care of the house. You got to make it look I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. Dude, you said you love you love the water. You said, I love watering the grass. I love it. Well, now I do that. I, going on. Well, that's you what got that. You, you bring that up. I do like – that shows you how, how done my life is, that I take enjoyment. <laughs> I'm excited now. Get this. I'm excited about – well, yeah, when, the, when it rains, so I don't have to worry about watering the lawn. And I'm also yeah. excited about, like, you know, because you had the holiday last week. When the garbage finally came yesterday on Thursday, that's the day they pick it up, I was – it was euphoric for me. Get that garbage the hell out of here. Been piling up for two weeks. Because I missed it last week, then the holiday. So that's what I get excited about now. The rain, so I don't have to worry about watering the lawn, and the garbage man coming. My life is over. All right, Sal. Let's talk about sports now. You know, I'm not going to talk to the Jersey Housewives. Let's talk about sports today. Um, look, Mets, let them do what they're doing. I'm not going to be like Fleece, killing everybody, killing the Mets. I'm one of those people. I think the Mets were crappy this year. But let's, let's, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to try to talk positive in a way with the Yankees. The Yankees are weird, man. Yankee fans. Like, they, they did this whole, you know, uh, video with Volpe. He's, he's coming up and all this. And they, look, Cash has been there forever. We know this already. He's like a, he's like a, st- a stepbrother of Hal at this point. But it's like, look at the beginning of the year. They came off a rough start. Fire Cash in. Then they, you had that, uh, Frenchie Cordero was hitting everything. Cash is great. He got this guy. 
They, they, and then they went on a slump again. Fire Cashman. Then they go on another run right now. Not, we're not talking about anything no more. It's like, look, I wish, look, dude, you know me, all right? Mets, Jets, Knicks fan. Okay, I wish my team's even, even I want to see a parade. You know, I wish my team was in the NL, NL you know, conference, whatever, every year. Mm. You're there every year as a Yankee fan. You're always in the playoffs. And there's always to complain about. It. I get it. You got the 27 World Championships, all that well, crap. They want to but win dude, a World you're series. always there. You're right. Even in a bad year, that's what I mean. Even when the Yankees lose, they win. A bad year for them. A bad year for the Yankees yes. is 92 wins and a wild card berth. That's a bad and how, year. And how much we, as Mets fans, how much will we love to even see that? We do. We just we were in the playoffs the last time we were there. Besides last year, was when we went to the, when we went to. Uh, the World Series. The, the, I'll, Mets, I'll, I'll the Mets, I'll let you get, uh, yeah, I'll let you yeah, get to your next point in a second. Out. The Mets have, I've said this plenty of times, but it rings true. The Mets have made the postseason in consecutive years in their history twice, twice, yeah. 99 and 2000 and 2015 and 16. That is it. So they're yeah. looking to make some history this year. But, Sal, we're going to talk about more in a second. Next week, you're back on the, on the overnights. We'll talk more about this stuff because, look, this is what my beef is. I know you do the BC, AC Mets, but look, Let's talk about the BC before that. So the BC, right? You got the Wilpons. We hate them. They, they were, you know, in debt and all this crap with the Madoff stuff. But look, in my adult life, I saw two World Series appearances, 2000. 2007, you said it was the best team you ever saw. 2015, we saw it in the World Series. Look, man, I'm telling you right now, they have to do something this year. They have to – last year, I know you saw, you saw um, Epler. You know, last year was it's a travesty what they did. And with the with the trade deadline, they have to make moves this year, and we can't throw all our eggs in the basket. If they don't get Otani at the end of this year, what are we doing? So I'll let you go after this, but what well, are we doing after this point? Though, well, they're not getting year? they're not getting Otani in season, and thank you for the call, Chris. That's not happening. So we don't even know if the Angels are going to trade him. In all likelihood, the Angels are not going to trade Shohei Otani. So maybe they'll take their chance in trying to resign him. Maybe they're just going to let him walk and uh, give it a run this year, which I think is completely foolish. But they're not going to trade. All likelihood, according to people in the know, it doesn't seem like the Angels are going to trade Otani. If they do, the Mets nor the Yankees are going to give up what it would take to get him at the deadline. They'll make a run at him in free agency. They're not going to give up what it would take to get him at the trade deadline. However, in the offseason, I do think, I've said this repeatedly, Steve Cohen will not be outbid. Does that mean he's going to get him? No. Not necessarily. Who knows what Otani's thinking? But he will not be outbid. You bring up a good point about the deadline, though. This is an important deadline here. You know, Mets talk up these prospects, and, and maybe they don't talk them up, but everybody seems to be excited about the Mets prospects. And the Mets have said that they're not trading, or I shouldn't say that. Let me rephrase. The Mets have said repeatedly, the only way to have sustained success, which is something this organization has never had, sustained success, never in its history since 1962, never have they had sustained success. That is not an opinion. That is a fact. As I just mentioned, with the back-to-back playoff appearances, only twice. So to attain that, which is the ultimate goal, they need to build through the farm, draft and develop. That is what Steve Cohen wants to do. So what does that mean for the trade deadline? Well, usually to make a trade... You have to give something to get something back in return. More than cash. I know the Mets just got some Cubs reliever that they gave cash to the Cubs. If that were the case, maybe the Mets be making trades all over the place. 
And maybe that's the type of move that you look for, as opposed to giving up a top prospect or somebody that you value within your organization, you go take on a bad contract to get the player that you want, whoever that may be. Okay, I'll take this guy on because he's got a bad contract, so I'll eat that money to get this player, you know, the way the Mets should have done the Robinson-Cano trade. Oh, you want to get rid of Cano? Yeah, I'll take on Cano. I'll take that salary off your hands. All you got to do is give me Edwin Diaz. And you know what the Mariners would have said? This is if I were the general manager. Because DePoto's calling around asking for teams to take Cano. And he would have got to me as the Mets general manager. And I would have said, hey, Lakata here, what's up? Who's this? Hey, it's Jerry DePoto. Oh, Jerry, hey, remember when you pitched with the Mets? Remember that? Yeah. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, you still, did you wear a, a blue glove? If I'm, Maybe not. I don't know. Is that somebody else I was thinking of? But anyway, Jerry, I remember you. Yeah, when you pitched with the Mets in the 90s. Anyway, what's up, dude? How can I help you? Sal, look, man. We're looking to get rid of Robinson Cano. You know anybody that maybe, you know, you guys think you might want, you have any interest in him? Or, or do you know anybody that might? Because it's really been tough sledding. Jerry, here's what I'm going to do for you. Let me look over your roster. Let me give you a call right back. Click, hang up. Let him sweat a little bit because that's the power move. Let him sweat a little bit as he sits there waiting, awaiting the call. Then I call him back. Hey, Jerry Licata. Okay, Sal, what's going on? Would you give it some thought? I did give it some thought. Here's what I'm going to do for you. I got my eye on somebody in your organization. I'll take on Cano. You're going to get rid of him, right? Yeah, yeah, we are. What do you want? Almost anything. What do you want? You tell me. All right, I'll take on Robinson Cano and all that salary. All you got to do is send along Edwin Diaz with him. And guess what Jerry would have said? Sal, you know what? Sounds like a deal to me. Let's get this done. End of story. Done deal. You should never have to give up anything when you're taking on a contract like that. Point is that the Mets could go out there and take on a bad contract because they can afford to and get the player along that they want as opposed to giving up young prospects. Now, what deal is that that's out there? I don't know because you know what? Truth be told, I'm not actually a general manager. I'm just a talk show host. But that's how it has to get done if you don't want to give up prospects. Otherwise, you're not going to be able to bring anybody in. Because to give, you've got to get. Or to get, you've got to give. Yeah, it was the other way around. 877-337-6666. More your calls on the other side. Sal on the fan. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Salakana back on the fan. 877-337-6666 is the number to call. Mets and Blue Jays in a rain delay. Oh, you know what? It just hit me. I hope it's not raining by the time I leave. 
going to take an extra half hour at least. Nobody could drive in the rain. Oh, God, the commute from hell today. Here's the lesson learned. Train. It has to be the train on Fridays. End of story. Even if going home is a little bit later. Anyway, Mets and Blue Jays in a rain delay, so we're waiting that game to start. Yankees are in L.A., get set for a big three-game series, taking on the Dodgers. Pre-game will get underway at 9.30. We'll take your calls up until then. 877-337-6666. Rob is calling from St. James, New York. Rob, what's on your mind? Hey, Sal, what's up, man? How are you? Great, Rob. How are you? I'm good. I, I miss you in the mornings. I, I love hearing you, you know, bright and early at 4 a.m. on my ride to work. I'll be happy to have you back. But well, that, um, makes, that makes one of us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's kind of what I figured. I know you won't be happy to be back, but uh, yeah, hey, listen, I, at that time, you'll avoid all this crazy traffic. But uh, That is a good point. That, that's an excellent point. Uh, if, I decide uh, to, if I decide to come in and do the shows, I may just be doing those exclusively from home. But <laughs> no, I, look, I, truth be told, I am excited to get back. Number one, because I do miss the audience, whether it's the listeners or the, or the callers. Where we've you know had two years doing that same shift, and you kind of develop a rhythm oh. and a routine, and then to be look, I needed to do it. I needed the break, but you, you, I missed the I missed the normal listeners and normal callers. So uh, yeah. um, I I wouldn't say I'm excited to get back to that schedule, but I am excited to host those shows at that time. No, absolutely. You know, and and I don't want to take anything away. Everybody that's covered you has been great. I'm not taking anything away from. Well, you could be honest. I mean, they, you know. this, no, they they've been good, but but like your conversations with Stuart yeah. and 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 Eric and and all the guys, you know that's yeah. that's what gets me well, to work they, bright and early in the morning. Well, I appreciate. It. I mean, look, these guys are young up and comers like I was one day, you know, <laughs> twenty years ago. So I've had some time invested in it. So anyway, I appreciate that. What's Absolutely. on your mind? So, well, before I get into my, my sports point, first and foremost, hearing you and what you're going through with your mulch, I, I, I have a landscaping business out here on the island. I could get your mulch done for a couple hundred dollars, not a couple thousand dollars, and save you, save you some work on the weekends. Look at that. Um, I, I appreciate that. You haven't even seen the yard yet, though. I mean, maybe you don't know what you're getting yourself doesn't into. Matter. Doesn't, yeah. Mulch isn't that expensive, I promise you. But, well, dude, that's the I, thing. We'll I mean, salicata, it, it, we'll give you the salicata discount. Uh, look at that. I appreciate that, Robin. You're not too far from me. No, I, I appreciate that. Maybe next year. I got to finish this like a man. Finish this myself here. Get uh, this one done. Yeah. Next year, keep me in mind. I got you. Know, so thank we'll, we'll you. Salvage a weekend for you. I appreciate that very much, Rob. Thank you. Now, sport-wise, um, you know, I, I happen to – I just jumped in the car. I, I finished a nice – Feel good Friday round of golf. I jumped in the car. I heard one of your one of your callers was talking about John Carlo and not you know he's he's saying John Carlo's a me 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 guy and, and the, he was saying he was saying Harper. And, he said Bryce Harper because he started talking about how he liked the Stanton contract and I was saying well you could have had Bryce Harper instead and he said Harper was a me 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 guy. So I just wanted to clarify. Oh, okay, so then I then I then I misheard because yeah. I. I was ready to say John Carlo of all people when he got here. If anybody remembers, he helped Judge considerably, and uh, he actually helped Judge change his stance and and adjusted, uh, you know, and walked him through a couple things and and kind of kind of got him acclimated to being, you know, the the six 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 seven guy and and kind of took him under his wing. And I think one of the big reasons that Judge is who he is now is because John Carlo has been there. 
and I think he's a, a great asset to the clubhouse. Yeah, I don't uh, know. That's, uh, I, I don't know if I would. And thank you for the call, Rob, and for the kind words. I appreciate you listening and, and checking in. And we will be back to that overnight schedule the majority of next week. I have one more day, so I'll start back on the overnights Sunday night into Monday morning, two a.m. to five. Then Monday is my last night in for Keith, 7 to midnight. And then after that, I'm off. Obviously, I can't do 7 to midnight and then go 2 to 5. So I'm off Tuesday morning, but we'll be back in Tuesday night slash Wednesday morning, early 2 to 5. And then from there, it should be uh, that schedule pretty routinely. But I'm not going to give John Carl Stan a ton of credit for Aaron Judge. You may be right. Maybe there has been an influence there, a positive impact. Uh, I, I'm not taking away from Judge and going to credit John Carl. What I will credit John Carl Stanton with is he's had some clutch moments for this Yankees team in the postseason. And he's also been very accountable. He may not be healthy all the time. He may be inconsistent, but he's been accountable. And there's something to that. He handles New York struggles or failures the right way. But at some point, yeah, that's great to say you're accountable. I'd rather you be available than accountable. Chris is in Manhattan. What's up, Chris? Hey, Sal. Man, great to hear your voice. Okay, Sal, first off, that reenactment of the trade was epic. Did you have did you have Jonah Hill sitting next to you when you had that conversation? <laughs> Good point. Yeah, who's my assistant? Get over here, Jonah. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Right. I loved it. And listen, uh, real quickly on the on the task. I mean, my recommendation is you got to see the family the same day you do the most because then what happens is you get one day, you come home, you put your daughter to bed, then you got that night and the whole next day. You don't have to worry about doing something else. That's I think I, I think say. you bring up a good point. I during the break, I just texted my wife. I said two options. Good she man. said she said, "Did you decide when we want to go?" I said either Saturday night or early Sunday morning, or Saturday evening. You know, like a late. You know, let's say four or five o'clock. Go there, whatever. Right. Say hello, and then maybe pick up dinner on the way back. So she said she prefers Saturday evening. That means I'm going to execute your plan, do the mulch first thing Saturday morning, maybe go to Costco, get some dog food, run the errands. Saturday's shot, but then Sunday is all mine. Bingo. Good man, Sal. I love it. <laughs> hey, Sal, I wanted to get your take on something. You know, I, I'm looking at baseball now with all the rule changes, and obviously without the shift, I would have thought that we would have seen a bigger spike in batting averages. I'm not really seeing that. Are you surprised? Um, I haven't really paid that much attention to it. I mean, a guy like Anthony Rizzo has had a much better batting average. Individuals I have looked at with a better batting average, I guess, in certain cases. But, yeah, you know what? You bring up a good point. We thought that it would be pretty much universal that batting averages would go up. That has not been the case, where you have a lot of guys in this town alone hitting under 200 or around 200. Yeah, maybe it's still a little early, but I just thought that, that the lack of the shift, we would definitely see, like, tangibly, okay, batting average is going, up, you know, significantly up, or certainly the ones that were, like, 210 would get into the mid-200s. But, you know, I guess we'll see, but I'm surprised. Yeah, and maybe it does go up a little bit more, and maybe it's a small sample size, Chris, and as always, thank you for the call. Uh, I, I thought, though, we would see a – look, I haven't really – I mean, I haven't really thought too much about it watching these games, honestly. After the initial, you know, the first couple of weeks of the season, I haven't really thought too much about it, the impact of the shift. Defensively, I think you've noticed it a little bit more than offensively. And maybe because it's not right there in front of you, where when it is right there in front of you, you see, you know, three guys standing on the right side of second base, one guy in between, you know, second base and right field. So you see it. Without that, it's just kind of baseball, the way that it used to be. But, yeah, I mean, at the end of the year, we'll be able to tell whether it's the pitch clock, whether it is the 
banning the shift, all the impact that it had in comparison to a year ago or years past and what it was for a full year this year, but I still think it's too early to tell. Uh, quick update before we take a break and get back to your calls. Tonight's Met game going to begin at 8.40 p.m. So first pitch about 45 minutes or so from, from now. So Mets and you know, Tarp is coming off the field. Mets, Blue Jays will get underway. 8.40 first pitch. You got that, and then you get the Yankees. What time's first pitch for the Yankees? 10-10? The Yankees, obviously, pregame coming up at 9.30, and then first pitch a little bit, I think 10-10 or something like that. 8-7, so a late Friday night. Look at that, a late Friday night. Got to catch up on the DVR tomorrow. Actually, there is something that I do want to watch. I'll get into that a little bit later on as it pertains to sports. Don't worry. It's not Vanderpump Rules or Real Housewives of New Jersey. I've already caught up on those for the week. Um, but I'll, I'll let you in on uh, what I'm going to plan on watching off the DVR if I have some time to do so, along with, of course, the Mets and the Yankees this weekend. 877-337-6666. More your calls on the other side. Sal Licata on the fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 